Welcome to the Bamba and Tim podcast. Last episode, we were talking about the generation of music and SoundCloud music that happened at our school. But now we're entering a new generation, a new era that just started recently, which is the crossword era, which came out of nowhere. And one day, Nathan just started telling me about really casually about this crossword he was playing. I was like, hey, I'd love to play it with you guys. I'd love to join this leaderboard. Little did I know that I was joining a cult of Nathan's fruition of this group chat for the crossword where every goddamn day Nathan's like, hey, these are the people who won. Hey, get those crosswords in, people. Get those crosswords in. We got to get the crosswords in. Oh, congrats, this guy. Oh, Brennan, first win. Oh, back-to-back wins. I've never seen someone hype up a crossword more than this man, and I love it. I'm there for it, and I feel guilty for not participating as much as I should. But this guy is the cheerleader of crosswords. I, wh- wh- where did this even start? What, what, so what made you start doing this? It started this? because in law school, the lectures are so boring that a lot of people would usually like play like word games while like you're listening so that you don't like fall asleep or like, do- like you're still listening, but kind of doing something to like kind of keep your mind. Like, Does kinda- anyone play chess? I don't see anyone playing chess. Cause the, chess. The big one that's going around in my law school is this game called Context 2. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's no, like, no. it like will take AI will, so it will, you'll take a word, let's say like the sky, and AI will generate a ranking of words closest to that word. So it will say like blue, atmosphere, whatever, and it will go and it will kick a ranking of all words in the entire dictionary and rank them from closest to that word to least close. And there's a new one every day. Um, that and sounds super cool. The law school people are really into it right now. And they just, you, you just start, you just start with a blank, like you just put in a word like bed or like pillow. And then like, it just, and it tells you it's ranking. It'll say bed ranked 2000 something. And it'll, and it'd be like, but then maybe you put in like black and it's like, Oh, rank 50. Oh, so there's only 49 words between black and the word that you're looking for. And so it's like called context too, because it's like, I think it's like that, it's like the context, I don't know, something like that. But uh, yeah, that's like the one that's like taking over to law school. But the crossword was something that some people played, like Wordle. Actually, Wordle was a big one. Um, Wordle was a big one. And, but then Wordle is bought by New York Times and they have the crossword. And so a couple people play crossword, including me. And the mini. Oh, wait, what? You play you play the crossword? Oh, I guess you're saying the New York Times. Yeah, the New York Times crossword. I try to make a joke about the mini. Oh, you oh, play yeah. the mini crossword, Nathan? I didn't know you played the mini crossword. You <laughs> Yeah. Just, it's not like you don't ever shut up about it. I'm I just know. Kidding. I love it. So I, I, so I started playing the mini every day and um, I didn't, I saw like a leaderboard function on it. I was like, oh, that's interesting. And I told Soph about it, obviously. Um, and then she got on it and two of us would just like play it together. And then I got my aunt in it and then the three of us had our little leaderboard. And then I added Noah. And then we had like a little cro- group chat like about to talk about it. And then we had... Wait, wait, wait I, need, I need to stop here. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you. this is a very logical progression, right? And so you went, you start adding people to the crossword and then you like create a leaderboard, right? So everyone's in there. The part that I don't understand is where did you get the idea to create a group chat where you would just start like pumping this crossword? Like that's what I'm interested in. Yeah, I, that's I the unique part. Cause so if, do you remember how that even happened? How that even started? Cause I, I would never have thought to create a group chat for it. You know, like that's a very interesting thing that you thought of. You're like, Oh yeah, let's make a group chat for this crossword. We're going to do every day. Like, I've never even heard of that or whatever. So I mean, it's first started with um, Nathan asking his aunt. Yeah, aunt. And then um, it was during Nicholas's birthday celebration where we added the rest of his family. Oh, so it was like a birthday group with everyone there kind of situation. Yeah, so then we like all. So he made a group chat so that for the entire family so that they could talk about the crossword together. Yeah, and see, that still doesn't make sense. I think. Because, like, he has, like, a normal family group chat, but, like, he wanted one um, specifically. Yeah. yeah. And I think um, it was because sometimes we'd say, like, oh, that crossword was really hard. 
that's how it started i think was like that was a really hard crossword you know or it'd be like or like one person wouldn't do it so we'd be like hey come on like do the crossword so it was immediately you started hounding people immediately you're, you were like i think a little because hey, it's like because it's like my, my, the crossword i feel yet. like it's like looks so out of place to have the whole leaderboard filled up and like one person not the o- doing nathan's it. ocd started coming in yeah. here i see and, that makes um, more sense there now it's starting to make more sense and then as more people more people joined it was just like super cool to keep track of because we'd start talking about it in real life we'd be like oh this guy always wins or like oh this guy always wins or be like whoa i would call my aunt because my aunt would do really well and be like e like how would you do so well like that's so cool um and then it kind of just like grew and i feel like um i mean it's funny because we literally talked about the crossword one of these past podcasts and inspired danny to join from just listening to our podcast he was like i want to do that crossword thing so and now brennan and now me and well yeah dude yeah we gotta it's very interesting i love i love it i absolutely love it but it's just so random and so like out of nowhere that mm-hmm. it just like was very uh interesting well yeah. brennan's been like killing it this past week Let i think just, every single time he's done it he's yeah. won oh, wow really yeah i didn't even know that yeah that guy must be really smart i guess with the crossword a lot of general knowledge um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah basically let me just tell you from my perspective how this looks in in practicality so yeah. basically i open my phone at, in the morning or whatever time it is and i get a text from nathan and this text has a screenshot of the leaderboard and all and all of their scores so it'll say like the leaderboard and it'll be like you know ee got like five minutes nathan got like four minutes Noah got like three minutes. Nathan and Noah are always under like two minutes, though. I feel like that's how you know that they're they're dialed. Um, and and then Nathan always is like, "Congrats on this person on winning the crossword." And it's just like that's like the standard text. I'd say that's that's the text that's most common. The next text is the rare, oh oh first win, Tim. Oh you won. Like oh your first time winning the crossword. Let's go. And then, and then throw it sprinkled in there is like, hey, remember to do the crossword. Everyone do the crossword. Like, I, I, there's there's these gentle nudges that I see throughout the day too to do this cross. I've never I've never felt more pressure to do a crossword in my life than when I joined this group chat. And I was it's like, usually because when I send the please do the crossword, it's because it's a really easy one, and I could see everyone finishing it, and it'd be super cool to see how everyone does. That's usually like my motive because there are days that it's a pretty tough one and I don't ask people to do it because I'm like, oh, this is... It's going to take 10 minutes. No one's going to finish yeah, this one. Some of them is but 10 minutes, yeah. Some of them are really, um, really good. Like I even, didn't know that was today's. your reasoning behind asking, yes. nudging people. I mean, I, I, I guess I never reason. said it, but that is my reasoning is that I, yeah. I can see everyone doing it. So I kind of remind it because I'm like, hey, this one is a, this one's a good one. You know, you guys could all do it in like a minute, two minutes, three minutes, so... Yeah, that was just a very random thing that happened. <laughs> I'm glad it did though, but I'm glad I get those texts. And I, even though if I don't do the crossword, I'm you glad should try to do that. today's on the podcast. On the podcast, I suck, bro. I literally suck. I'm it's, seeing it's, these. This today's actually pretty easy, I think. Yeah, you say that, and then that makes me feel even worse, Nathan. Does I actually didn't do too well. I didn't do too well. You want me today's. to do it right now? Is what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, okay, it God took damn. so for a minute. Oh, you're making me you're making me look even worse. You're just digging I, my grave here, bro. Oh, Soph did it in a minute. I did it in ten seconds. No, mine was actually not that great because okay. I, I had a typo and it totally messed up my and time. The, and I can see this score. So I'm trying to beat a minute and two seconds, which is what Soph got, which would be like my best score ever. I think the only one I did well on. The only one I did well on, I felt like a goddamn alcoholic because it was all about wine and shit. And I was like, fuck, I'm the only one who knows this. And your whole family like got like way lower. And I was like, yep, I'm an alcoholic. Let's go. And wine's classy, though. Uh, yeah, that's true. You got live narrate. At least you, it wasn't like, go. okay. All right, let's go. I'm just, I'm going to hit play. I'm, I'm just uh, I'm a little nervous now. I'm a little nervous. If I'll, pull, I take it, longer- I'll pull it up, too, on mine so I could look at it while you, while you go. <sighs> okay. All right. We're going to start. We're going to start. All right, let's go. You've got to be kidding me in texts. Oh man, you got to be you got to be kidding me. And I'm sending a text message. You got to be kidding me. Move on. Move on. Okay. Move on. Ski resort area on the California Nevada border. Fuck me. I have no idea. How am I going to know that one in the slightest? You've been you've been there. But yeah, anyway. Oh my gosh. No, I was going to say okay, it's not Big Bear. 
Fuck, dude. Now I'm now I'm feeling the pressure. I'm feeling the pressure. No. I've been there. Oh my god, <laughs> Tom. What the fuck am I saying, bro? <laughs> That's so bad. That's so bad. I can't. I, I. Oh my god. I knew that one in the slightest. Barely? No, that's not it. In the slightest, doesn't fit. Worked in Python or Java? Say, is that script? No, that, that was a good guess though. Come on, come on. Work in Python or Java? Say code. <laughs> I don't think that's right. I don't think that's right. So you could add that S on and get yourself real lost on these things. Let me tell you what. That's true. First digit of pi after the decimal point. One. Let's go. There I'm not go. a complete idiot. Go. Taco Bell. Easy. Easy dubs there. <laughs> Easy dubs. Okay. Boatload or literally 2,000 pounds. It starts with A and ends in N. Boatload or literally 2,000 pounds. Oh, your mom. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, uh, criticism uh, slangily. Criticism slangily. Mm, I criticize you. I yell at you. I. I don't but it's know. a slang term. Right. It's a slang term, and it has an H and. An, okay, that's not gonna help. Inside informant, a spy, a. I don't know. Grasped. Nathan's <laughs> grasped, um, held. Oh, nice. You got it. <laughs> now I can go sideways again. In the slightest. Mm, a little. No, that's not a, no, dang it. I thought I had it. Mm, that's the worst thing you think you have and you don't. Work in Python or Java. Say, is it not coded or coded? Is that what it is? Coded? Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Okay, now now I only got a few more squares left. Not only got a few, I only got a few more here, so that's good. In the slightest, man, I don't know. Uh, boatload. God, that's only one letter. What am I doing? What 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 letter could that be? A boatload. Oh, a ton. Oh my god. <laughs> Fuck me. That's the worst one. It's two words. That's the goddamn worst. I hate them for that. You got to be kidding me in texts what do you have so far i only have four squares left but what do you have so far in the you've got to be kidding me i got the last h you got to be kidding me in texts wait how many letters oh you just have one one h okay well now you're trying now you're giving me hints here nathan now, no now I'm, I no i'm just wondering is in here no no i it's I'm just how is it is the answer oh wait no that's not it that's not, that doesn't make any sense what i'm saying yeah only have, i have the last h the last h is in that one you know this it's i don't really like the hint though for this one it's because it's i don't really agree that's how you even use it that much but whatever yeah. i mean i think it follows after that phrase like you're gonna be kidding me okay you just gave it to me thank you it's oh what uh, is it it's uh e-h-h no it's oh fuck i thought that's what it was <laughs> Ah, you gotta be kidding me! That's what you said. I thought that's no, what but it's a text phrase, so it's like, yeah, so like think about like LOL or right, like right. I, I, was, I was thinking it was an abbreviation. It is like, yeah, it is. Okay, well, I have no idea. Let me see. It's criticism slangily. You notice too, but it's a little dated. I'd say criticism, and then this one is inside informant, a mole. That's yep. mole, baby. SMH. Okay, I know that one easy now. And then criticism slangily. Shade. Boom. Okay, not Kill bad. Pop. Not bad. Four minutes. Four, oh, my my microphone cut out. Is that? Oh, oh yeah. Don't yeah. Worry. No, we're good. We're still recording. Yeah. Four minutes, 19 seconds. I'm so good that I make the microphone shut off sometimes. Um, but let's go. That's, Four, that's 420 a, for the boy. That He just was waiting <laughs> to. Oh, it says 420 on the actual leaderboard. It yeah, said yeah. 419 when I solved it. Oh, see, I was just waiting for the proper moment there. 420. Let's go. It feels good to finally do one again, you know. And I, you know, I'm feeling the energy now. I'm feel, I'm I'm gonna start feeling that group chat vibes again. I need to like. I'm. I feel like this one, Brennan might get like 30 seconds, but we'll see. He. That's the thing about Brennan is he's been like killing it, like, like not just closely killing it, like crazy killing it. He'll be like way ahead of like second place. Yeah, it's like crazy. Yeah. I remember. I love Noah's text. Did you see that Tim where Noah was like, "All right." Kick him yeah, out. Okay, get him out of here. Yeah. And then Sophia said you're fired. Yeah, that was great. That was great. Yeah. Wow. I mean, you, you got to do well, but not too well. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, and definitely not on your first week of joining the group chat. Okay, like, that's 
<laughs> oh, it's so funny. Oh man, that's a that's a fun game. I do. Have you not gotten into chess yet, though? Chess is so fun. No, I feel like chess. Like I just overthink it, man. That's the thing. I can't, I don't have enough like uh, impulsivity. You get over this hump where instead of overthinking everything, you if you do the rapid where it makes you do it in under 10 minutes and you just start doing that, it becomes a game. It's like so weird. Like you get over this hump where instead of it being like, I have to calculate everything, it's like it's almost like you learn what you don't have to think about and then it becomes fun. You know what I mean? Where it's like, now I can play chess. I can really see myself getting into it. Like Julian, super into it. Me and Julian play like constantly back and forth, like where we just have like you know. How is Julian? Open. How do you? How is that guy? I just um, saw him this morning. We just golfed a round of golf this morning, and so really? um, yeah, yeah, we had that. Uh, that that was one of the reasons why my weekend was cramped too, is because I had um, that booked for like weeks, and then it, like I of, never see that guy. Yeah, like you, ever. I, I, I he like tells me that you haven't seen each other in a while, and so yeah, you guys definitely need to catch up. But yeah, he's a. Uh, He's doing good. He's now co-workers with Emily, obviously, too. Yeah, yeah. And I see him, like, all the time because we have class together. So it's like, you know, we're always either golfing and then going to class or something. So I'm surprised he's not, like, going to the mountains and snowboarding all this He snow. does that almost every single weekend. But this weekend, he said they couldn't because it was snowing. And so it, it, they don't have snow tires. And so while it's actually snowing, they can't go up. So they're going to go up next weekend for sure. Um, the guy is doing uh he's he's doing really well he uh he's had some very fortunate luck recently he won it big at a casino which was pretty, oh my gosh pretty nuts it was on a um it was on a uh bad luck thing where it's like basically a bad beat where you lose like you basically have a really good hand and you lose and then it's like a jackpot and so he got like a jack it wasn't even on the table it was like the casino giving him money and then they also give money to everyone at the table too so it's like an insane jackpot. So how much did he win? He won. It's like it was like twelve grand. <laughs> yeah, it was Julian like a legit, won twelve grand. Yeah, it was twelve grand. Yeah, and so yeah, he did that. He's like gonna put it into a car, and so he's like he, he's like doing that now. And well, hopefully, he doesn't get a gambling addiction. Oh yeah, I was telling him the same thing. And so yeah, you yeah. gotta walk away after that. Like, like don't even. Yeah, it was like, yeah, that that one I I was definitely scared and I had that conversation with Julian too cuz I was like, dude, like you can't let that, you know, get to your head there like cuz he was cuz he asked he even asked me my, for advice and he was like, "Oh yeah, like what would you do with the money?" And I was like, I was like, "You just got to treat it like it's actual money. Don't treat it like it's fake play money." You know what I mean? Like cuz it's real. And so that was my advice to him. Um and then a car would be good for him though. I mean that guy's car is literally yeah, like so sucky. Yeah, so, so he's that's a good investment. I, I thought the same thing. I told him that was great. And so yeah, so yeah. he's gonna get he's gonna get a car and that's gonna be great. Um and yeah, and and yeah, so he's uh he's doing that and he won big and that that that's such a big jackpot too, because it's not only you win you win like twelve grand, but you everyone at the table gets two grand so everyone wins it's like just being at the table and one guy there has been gambling he's like a gambler and he's been gambling for 30 years julian said and he i know i'm like stealing julian's story here too that's fine i'm not gonna yeah. see that guy for a while yeah so. and so he like he it's just such a good story like you know what I mean? and so uh he sat down at the table and the guy said that he's been gambling for 30 years and he's only sat at the table during a bad beat one time other time than that time and so everyone at the table is pumped. You know what I mean? Because it's like you win a shit ton and then everyone at the table wins like two grand. So it's like everyone is hyped. And so he said it was like, yeah, so he did that. And so um, he's getting super into golf now too, like super into golf, um, which obviously I love because I'm super into golf. And yeah, so it's uh, that that's definitely been. Yeah, actually, speaking of golf, Sophia did not know that you were – a baseball player your whole life until golf like we were talking about yesterday and and she was like i was like do you even know what sport tim like actually did and she was like golf and i'm like nope <laughs> that's the reason why i love golf so much is because baseball once you leave the sport is literally dead to you you literally can't do anything you know what i mean there's you can do slow pitch softball leagues that's pretty much it and that's still like you know there's like this age range where it's like from like 20 to 40 it's weird to be in a slow pitch softball league and then once you're 30 40 or whatever it's like the dads kind of get into slow pitch softball you know what i mean where it's not really like i, I don't know it's it's not really that obtainable to play baseball after you do it and so 
And I honestly didn't even have any drive or intention of doing that. And so I quit baseball my junior year of high school. And then it wasn't until uh, like a little over a year ago that I found golf. And I realized that, you know, and it's kind of nice too, because it's like all the work I put in in baseball isn't going to waste. It feels like too, because so much of, I got such a head start in golf because of that reason. Well, I was trying to tell, I forgot the story and I want you to tell it, which was, she was like, why did you quit baseball? Oh, it's a long story. It's a long story. Um, it, it's not really that long of a story, I guess, but it's more of just, it was uh, a lot of reasons. I kind of gave her a little bit of the short and the long, I, 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 mostly regarding like your pitching, but I couldn't remember the actual, like what it was called that you're going through with yeah, your pitching. Um, yeah. So basically there was a number of factors. And so I would say the, primar- the, the primary factor was what kind of made me like lose the love of the game of baseball, which was me getting the yips, which was absolutely terrible, which is the term that you're talking about. And it was a terrible case of the yips. I remember when at first I remember. So I, I think the origin of it was I was at some baseball game and, you know, when you're playing, you uh, have to warm up as a pitcher and then you go onto the mound. You don't just go straight onto the mound. And so we were at this tournament and there was no place for the pitcher to warm up. Normally, there's a dedicated like cage or a dedicated mound where the pitcher warms up, and we did not have access to that. And so I had to go, and I had to throw a baseball uh, kind of over where the crowd was. And behind the catcher, there was a group of people, not even that close, like 20, 30 feet back, like literally no problem. You know what I mean? Like I would just throw the ball, and it would be like, I, I was a really good pitcher. I could hit... I could literally, the guy, the pitching mound, it's like 90 feet or whatever, or to 60 feet um, at the time, maybe, I don't know. It was like, it was like in between 60 feet and 90 feet and the catcher's there and he has his glove out and I could hit the dude's glove and inside the pocket of his glove every single time with my fastball, at least, you know, the curveball maybe not so much, but, and another example is if I'm playing outfield or anything, I could throw the ball in. I could throw the ball. I always had like the best arm on the team. If I was playing shortstop I can get a backhand off one foot throw it straight into the glove of the guy of the first baseman you know what I mean like throwing the ball was something I never even remembered that I knew how to do like it was something I've always known how to do kind of and it was always very easy for me and it was always very second nature it just was like throw the ball to that spot and I could do it no problem yeah and so then at this tournament when I'm playing and I'm throwing the ball and it's behind these people I, re- I think I remember this being the first moment where I felt that feeling of the yips because I didn't want to hit the people behind the catcher. And so in my head, I was like, I hope I don't fuck up and hit the people behind the catcher. And then it was only like one out of every 20 times I threw warming up or 10 times I threw warming up. I would, um, as I'm going to throw it, like just feel like this immense like anxiety come over me as right when I was about to throw it which would make me fuck up, which would make it, it kind of is this chain reaction snowball. And I remember after that day, I didn't really think anything of it. And I didn't really, you know, it, it wasn't even a big deal. And I, I probably went on playing for another couple years, but over those couple years, it just slowly was there. And it started out being like once every like 50 throws, once every like a hundred throws, it that feeling would come back. And then it just starts like, slowly creeping up and it got so bad to the point where it was probably like at its worst was my junior year of high school and it would be like once out of like every like maybe every two or every three throws I would miss I would literally like throw it on the ground or I'd throw it like way over the guy's head and the guy I was playing catch with would have to like run back and get the ball or you know I get a ground ball in practice and I'm throwing it to first base no problem I I my whole life I could just throw it to first base not even think about it and all of a sudden I was like bouncing the ball and everyone was looking at me like I was an idiot and I was like playing travel I was like I was like really good you know what I mean and so it was like it was like this feeling of sucking at something when you know, you knew you were really good at it and you don't even know why you're sucking. And I would go after practice for hours. I would ask like some of my closest trusted friends on the team. And I'd be like, Hey, can you stay with me? And can I just like throw to you after practice and, or I'd go home and try to do it, work on it with my dad. And it was like for like the whole year, I just kept trying to shake the yips. You know what I mean? I got it to a point where I could pitch pretty well. And it'd be like, maybe like once an inning, I'd like have like a bad throw, but pitching that's acceptable. You know what I mean? But 
really it got to a point where that's all I could do. And I could always hit. Hitting I never had a problem with. Um, but pitching or throwing the ball when I was playing a, a field position was always a very – it's also a different arm slot. Or catching. When I was catching, it got to a point where if I throw it back to the pitcher, it would be like I'd fuck up. And uh, yeah, it got to the point. And then – so that was really – I was working through that. And I think what pushed me to the edge of quitting – was that uh, you know I turned sixteen? I started driving. I got a job. You know what I mean? I didn't get a job until after I quit, but I really wanted a job. You know what I mean? I really wanted to make money. Um, I did some like the te- I did like the telemarketing work this summer before, so I got like a taste of it. I met Emily, so there was like a ton of different factors that I was just like, I'm fucking done with it. You know what I mean? It was like a tipping point, you know. And the season was coming up and I knew that I was going to get benched because I literally, it was the right call. I sucked. I went from like one of the best players on the team uh, to now like a liability, you know? And it's like, it's such a weird thing. So I knew that I was going to get benched, um, rightfully so. And I was like, I was just done with it. So, yeah. Yeah, I I like didn't even know that was like something that happened to pitchers. But when you explain it, it makes sense because... You never had to think about it, and then now you're thinking about it. But just thinking about it, that can be all that all it takes, because it's such a. I mean, you know, baseball. It's like just the throwing part of it is like most of the sport. I feel like so it's just like hitting that target with such accuracy. Yeah, I feel like it started out based in reality too, where it was like, oh, the reason is is I'm afraid of hitting those people. You know what I mean? And it was kind of like that feeling, or the. And then that probably developed into like the reason was I'm afraid to fuck up. And there was some reasoning behind it. But it got to the point where I it wasn't even that because it happened so frequently that it just became like a part of my game. You know what I mean? Where it was like almost like there was no reasoning behind it. Like I didn't even mentally know the reason why it was happening. You know what I mean? Like it was there was no logic to it. It just was there. You know what I mean? Where it became like... I don't, yeah. And I was telling Soph, and I, I don't know if this is an accurate, I just want to make sure I was telling her accurately, but I know both you and Nick played lob baseball. I told her that I think you were the better one out of the two. Is that accurate or? Um, I would say so, yes, but I think that it wasn't because, um, like raw talent or anything. Nicholas was always into basketball, and so he never really fully pursued baseball where I kind of had that focus. You know, I still basketball was my secondary sport, basketball for Nicholas was his primary sport, and he was also dabbling in uh, football. He was more of a multi sport athlete, and I would say that I would so I wouldn't say that I think if he only committed to baseball, he probably could have been just as good, if not better, than me. But it was, it was just more of a basketball was his thing so it wasn't that necessarily that i was better but i yeah i was better because of those reasons yeah that's interesting dude yeah baseball it's kind of interesting because i know um for me it's like someone who's known you for a long time it's always like oh yeah it's him like baseball was like his his first love but it's funny that like now people who meet you probably wouldn't even know that about you because she was like oh looks like golf to me and i was like yeah. oh yeah baseball. you know what's really funny though is that people who golf can instantly tell or actually not anymore really i kind of I, I got my golf swing to a point now where that might not be the case but at least when i was starting out someone who golfs is like you played baseball because they could tell by the way i swing and the way my legs move is not like how golfers move it's how baseball people move but now not so much but when i was starting out um i would like you know like take a step or like i would like this foot would turn or come up and in golf this foot doesn't really do much like your right foot doesn't really turn or come up it really like at impact i mean at impact your your both your feet are kind of down like the golf swing is actually very very strange it's very like when you see a golfer swing it doesn't really like make sense in a way it's like very interesting it's um, how, how much more i don't know if you have an answer to this question but how much more respect do you have for like Ricky's game now that you and Julian are golfers I mean we all knew he was good I actually it's different when you're looking watching maybe him play or something or if you've ever watched I don't know stuff about him or read his stats it's different when you're actually in the sport right you know what I should I should have by now watched him play and read his stats but I never have I should definitely do that I have no idea how he plays but I'll tell you this 
the level that I'm at right now and how much work I put in to get to this level and how far away I am from a scratch golfer, which is just like a really good amateur golfer and how far away that is from a professional golfer is absolutely insane. It's absolutely mind boggling. And golf is unlike any other sport because the difference between the pros and the novice players and the amateur players is actually not that far when it comes to like, um, like if you just looked at one hole, if you just analyzed like one golf hole, it like, you know, a pro golfer, like let's say an amateur, I'm not explaining this well, but let's say an amateur like plays 18 holes, right? And they'll get like, let, let's say they'll get like five bogeys and they'll par everything else. And so that's a pretty good amateur. They're at plus five, right? The, the only difference between uh, that pro and that amateur is that that pro will be like one or two under par. So he'll get no bogeys, he'll get all pars and like one or two birdies. And that's a professional golfer. So for 60% of the game, there's no difference between the pro and the amateur. And so there's, there's absolutely zero difference. So when you're watching a pro play or you're watching an amateur play, it's like, you don't spot the difference until you get a shit ton of data. And so like these golf tournaments, they're not like based on, it's a very long amount of time because it's, it's 18 holes and four rounds of 18 and all the holes matter and you could fuck up one hole and you're done. You know what I mean? It's so, it's not about scoring. It's not about amazing shots. It's about not fucking consistency. Up. It's literally just about, it's not even, yeah, it's about consistency, but more importantly, not fucking up like that bad and recovering when you do. So basically the pros are able to keep their composure for a longer amount of time. It's all mental, dude. It's amateurs. like the most mental sport I've ever like even tried to attempt. Like, it's like, it's so mental. It's, it's like, uh, and I've never, in other sports they say like, Oh, baseball, it's all mental. Oh, basketball, it's all mental. And you kind of like, play it and you understand that to a certain extent but i feel like in golf it's so much easier to understand it's like you play golf and you play golf just for like a few weeks and you're like man this is a mental game because it's like you can hit it well you know what i mean and i feel like when you can hit a golf golf shot well it's so much harder to hit a golf shot well mentally than it is like if you can't hit a three-pointer if that makes sense like it's a lot easier to hit a three-pointer i think consistently than it is to um, at least from my experience, hit a golf shot consistently. It's a lot more precise. And uh, yeah, it's like, it's, yeah, it's very different. So what I guess like is your favorite part about golfing at this stage now? Like with, is it with being with Julian, like kind of the conversation? Is it the, like the course? It's a, or- that's, that's a tough question to answer because I honestly don't even fully know Golf is like this parasite, this like insect that like crawls into you and like it like becomes like addictive unlike anything I've ever experienced in the sporting world where it's like, you know, basketball, it's like fun to play and you like go out there and you play baseball same way. It was, but I never felt addicted to it. You know what I mean? Golf is like this all consuming addiction in my life that I don't even know how to describe where it's like. Now I'm like watching golf on TV all the time. I'm watching like YouTube golfers. I'm like looking at golf equipment. I'm like, it's like this like thing that's like eating up so much of like my free time and I love it. And it's like an addiction. Like last week when it was raining and I even have a golf simulator now in my backyard, it broke, the net broke and I got it replaced and I had to wait a week for it to come in. And so I couldn't even golf in my backyard. So there's a week where I didn't golf and I literally like, it was like, I, it was like feeling like I didn't have that like addiction. Like I didn't have that hit of nicotine almost in that way hmm. where, uh, um, which you're still sober, right? Yeah, I am. Yeah. I've just been, uh, yeah, still no, no, uh, vaping. So yeah. Um, that, that was good. It, yeah. There's a, there was one slip up for one night when I got really drunk and I did hit one, but that was it. I, I didn't. Yeah. So. It's not bad. It's not bad. And so, and it was like, I was really drunk. And Do you so, feel like Julian would describe golf the same way? As yes, you? dude. Absolutely. He feels, it seems like he's pretty addicted to snowboarding. He, yeah, he is addicted to snowboarding, but Julian, I can tell, I can tell he's addicted to golf because he doesn't even have that good of a time doing it. But so he's definitely addicted because he gets, this guy is the, like the most angry golfer. He's self-aware, but he's very, very angry. And it's that competitive. 
person than him. It's competitive, it? and he doesn't understand yet that golf is not about hitting every shot perfectly. It's about mm. limiting fuck-ups, mentally being strong, and, like, it's it's about, like, the prep you put in. You know what I mean? It's not about, like, it's a, he just he just needs to understand that. And he, he thinks today, I, there's a perfect example. He had a 10-foot putt, and he was getting really, really pissed off towards the end of the game. And I thought he was playing better than I've ever seen him play. And so, I, so from my perspective, I was like, he's doing really well, but he gets pissed off. And so he had a 10-foot putt. And I said, Julian, what percent of the time would be acceptable for you to make this putt? And Julian said, what do you mean? Of course, every time, 100%. I need to make this putt every time, 100%. And I said, Ju- I literally said this verbatim too. I said, Julian, you're fucking delusional. I said, <laughs> I said, you literally, you literally, that's the reason why you're so pissed off. I said, PGA players, professional golfers make that putt 40% of the time. And his mind was like blown today because his, so his expectations were that far off because he thought that he was supposed to make that putt hundred percent of the time and professional golfers make it 40% of the time. So that that's how much yeah but he still comes back and he still spends a shit ton of money on golf and he still like is like hounding me like when are you golfing when are you golfing oh let's golf like and i love that and it's uh and so that's crazy so do you see that in danny too because i know that's no another guy who i don't golfs. see that in danny danny is not addicted i would say danny but he seems to have fun danny seems to have fun i don't think he actually cares about golf that much i think he likes being there he likes hanging out does he likes driving the golf cart a lot <laughs> that he loves driving the golf cart but i have i have yet to see that danny is like let's go to the range or like he'll go he never goes to the range on his own or he never like you know really wants to like just be doing it all the time how often do you do you and danny golf is it we haven't golfed like, uh, recently that that recently because once uh, in a while kind of thing one, yeah once in a while we i golfed with him a couple months ago i know he wants to like schedule something and we would do like one of the um around in riverside he, he has like that course in his head kind of that he wants us all to go to uh, with one of his buddies who's super cool uh anthony i think his name is uh his friend um and yeah danny is uh I think that you know he he still has a chance to get addicted, but I haven't seen that that real addiction from him. I'd say you know I don't I don't know, but maybe maybe he is, and I just don't know. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I golf is such a like interesting thing because I feel like everyone who's outside of the cult, it's like K-pop maybe a little bit. It, everyone who's cult. outside it's of the cult, cult, yeah. We're 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 just you know standing here. Um in puzzlement of what you guys are doing like why like you know i mean like i mentioned this in the podcast before but talking to sophia's dad i mean that guy's also not in the cult he's like i don't i don't get it yeah he's like i mean he's he's tried it um and i remember i grew up because my uncle uh, you've seen him the guy's really quiet um he and two actually all my mom's brothers love golf all three of her brothers are golfers. I mean, not like golfer golfers, but they they do it like for fun. And growing up, he w- I would remember like on the weekends he'd be watching the PGA tours like all the time. That part like, I still don't even understand about myself, bro. That part well, I can see why. That's the I thing is I was crazy. like I like and my uncle, you know, one thing he's a guy who made me love basketball. So I was so confused because here's basketball, such a fast paced new play every twenty four seconds you know like high scoring game and then the other sport he loves is the exact opposite where i'm like dude like why are we watching this crap it's so boring you know what i'm saying and like um he would like go golfing and stuff and i'd like never understood it and i feel like now it's like you're telling me about you and danny and julian golfing and it's like this weird thing where i'm like looking from the outside in and i'm like what is what is this thing like like because we all have seen the game we've all watched it on tv but it takes a certain kind of person to be like that sport is so incredible here here's the thing about watching golf and watching golf does not translate anything at all because it doesn't make any fucking sense dude like i understand that 100 percent. if you don't you uh, you 100 percent cannot watch golf unless you play golf the only reason i enjoy watching golf is because i understand how hard it is to do what they're doing and i've been in the situations they've been in before and so when i see them execute it perfectly it's extremely satisfying you know and yeah. so 
That's the only reason. And so sometimes I'm watching golf and I'm like, what the fuck am I watching right now? I watch like two hours of golf and I'm just like, why am I so entranced by watching this? It's like a spell that's like cast upon you. It doesn't even make sense. Yeah. The closest thing in my life from an athletic standpoint, I can relate to that is cross country because it is the most boring sport to watch. They play like, there's a reason why in the Olympics, they cut to it like for 30 seconds right before an ad break and they don't come back to it for another 20 minutes because it's like the marathon people and it's like just so, <laughs> I know exactly it's the same shot and then exactly. here we have the long distance people and it's just them like running and it's like <laughs> yeah, and we'll yeah. be right back for an ad break next we got we're let's let's just sh- you know what's even more interesting this watching the sprinters warming up and stretching let's just cut to that shot because that's even <laughs> more interesting than these lame long distance runners but yeah. when i watch them yeah um and you know it's fascinating to me because i understand um i mean i feel like running is a very mental sport because there's no technique to it i mean there is technically but even the best a lot of the best runners in history had terrible running technique and terrible shoes and all that stuff it's all a lot of it is mental because it's like how far can you push yourself past that pain limit and keep yourself in the torture box (laughs) to the very end of the race and when people be running it looks really boring on TV because they're like, they're so, their faces are stoic, their chin is up, their arms are just moving like just parallel to their bodies, their chest is out, and their legs are just in this cycle. It looks like they're spinning. And people are just like, okay, like, look at them. It looks like they're just running. But to me, I look at their pace and I look at how many miles they've gone. And I know when I was being there, and the, the, them having a perfect running form and each mile it gets harder and harder to keep that form, keep your back straight, keep your chest out. Like it's so much mental fortitude to keep like yeah. that stoic expression. And if you never ran before, there's a 0% chance you'll never see you get it. You any just, appreciation. You just yeah. see a blank expression on these people and it's like, oh, it looks at them. They, they don't even look like they're trying, you know what I'm saying? But that's the point is they're so good at what they do that they're not even yeah. breaking like any character like running because everyone in their in their shoes would be hunched over ragged breathing like arms flailing you'd be like yelling or something but them they're just like like composed and so i feel like that's the closest thing i could kind of relate to with golf is like you explained that and me being like not understanding at all yeah. to me it just looks like the most boring thing I ever. will say this too is that you see the professional golf and it looks very boring because they're very very talented at what they do they make golf look boring but when you go out there your experience is not going to be anything like what you see on tv whatsoever because your experience when you start out is going to be struggle it's literally going to be 90 percent struggle but you're going to get that one shot that you're just going to you're going to you're going to think cuz you have to mentally just think exactly what you're going to do. You pull out the club, you feel very confident, you have the ball there. You you you're like getting yourself in the right headspace. You take it back, you swing it and you do exactly what you were trying to do and you put the ball close to the hole and you sink the putt. And that feeling is the best feeling in the entire world. And so that's like what you're chasing. The pros are already there, so they're already doing it. So you're, when you're watching them, it's more of an appreciation of that process. But like, it's such a personal journey. Golf is such like a like a personal like I don't know like Im- improvement. It's such like a direct thing. Like you could just go and practice, and you get instant feedback of what you're doing wrong, of what you're doing. It's very satisfying, I think, also to take a tiny ball and hit it like three football fields and have some control over where it's going. You know what I mean? Like that's a very, yeah. And the things around golf are almost like how I would describe like going to like Nintendo world at universal where like all the merchandise is very like well done and it makes you want to buy it. You know what I mean? Where it's like, or almost like Harry Potter or, or anything like where the merchandise is done very well, where it's like, you have like these golf balls and these golf balls are like very satisfyingly like new. And so you have like a brand new golf ball and you set it down and then you have your club and your club is like a very unique thing. Like it's almost has like its own personality and each club has its own, like you're, you're using them so often that you kind of like know them, you know what they do, you know what your swing does. It's like, you have like a relationship. It reminds with me of like, even like your bat in baseball, bat in baseball, but it's so much more satisfying than a bat in baseball. Cause a bat in baseball, it does like one thing. And it, it's like, 
you know, you, you do the same thing every time. We're like a golf, a golf bag is a lot more satisfying in my opinion, because you have these different tools that are all for their different specific events, you know? And so it's a, it's a, it's a lot different. And my, for me, the biggest two of the two things, last things uh, here, um, is that golf is unlike any other sport besides a very select few where the location changes. You play basketball, you're in the same grid. You're in the same square. The three-point line is always going to be however many feet the three-point line is. The free-throw line is always going to be the same amount of feet. And there's a beauty in that, and I like that. Um, but golf, every single course, there's literally a whole job description just called course architect. And every course is specifically designed to tell a story and to go through, take you on a journey. And every time you play the course, you're going to go on a different journey. And there's like different obstacles in your way that you have to maneuver and planning. And you have these clubs. It's like a lot of stuff goes into the game of golf before you get up there and you start swinging. And every single time, something new is differently. Every time I even go to Birch Hills, which I played that course more, more than any other course, probably over like three dozen times now, maybe even more. The, the the pin position, they change. So after every week, they move where each flag is on each of the holes and they move the tee box. So you're even hitting it in a different location and trying to get it in a different hole on the same course. So it's like, and there's something called like a tucked pin. So it could be like in the hardest spot where the, where the flag is in the hardest spot or it could be in the easiest spot. And so it's like, um, and there's different difficulties, of course. And we have, one of the best places in the entire world to learn golf, which is a budget course down the street. Like I would never be able to golf if I was somewhere that only had these super expensive courses. And so, and then the second reason is that it's an individual sport. There's no other sport really that you can go out there and I can personally go in my backyard and do everything to improve. You know what I mean? There's only so much you can do. Like even in basketball, you can only get so far shooting in a hoop in your backyard. Like you need a defender. You need to learn how to pass. You need to learn teamwork. It requires so many people to do it, which in today's world and in our lifestyles is an impractical expectation. So for me, this was the only opportunity I have to play a sport. I'll, I'll never get the opportunity. I, I just realistically speaking, I'm never going to be able to organize something where I'll get to play a sport again and actually be able to practice it. And I love playing sports and golf is really the most practical sport. I feel like I could play. And so that's another reason why I love it, but that's my pitch. No, it's golf. actually, it's actually really interesting because those two main pitches are the same reasons I fell in love with running actually, which is, which is another really rare sport that people don't really think about. Um, that, uh, those are two major reasons why I love running, which is the location, um, the obstacles, the dirt, the grass, the hills, the wind, the heat, the cold, the rain, the individuality, like the fact that I could go and train on my own, you know, on doing what, you know, like, you know, right? Yeah. Like there's so many things you could do individually to train for running. I mean, I could go on and on. Running is um, on, it's like even less of a barrier than golf because you could just go outside and run. Just do it. Yeah, it's like such um, like uh, interesting. And I feel like that's that it's, but obviously they're two different, very different sports. Um, but the only thing I would say though but is golf. Like when was the two the, reasons yeah. you said are spoke to me because that's two reasons why I love running. Absolutely. Yeah. But very, anyway, very unique. On. Yeah. But when you run, do, do you do you treat it like a sport still? Like because I feel like when adults run, they treat it more like an activity than a sport. I think that's something that only the athletes of running will understand. Yeah, because most people who run, even, I was also just a casual runner before I took the sport seriously. But when I was, yeah, like in cross country um, and, you know, doing that, I guess, like every single day in my life, it was like, it, it kind of was interesting because it, I had a similar experience as you where it's like, everyone outside doesn't understand because to them they're just like that looks really like dumb like why would you just run you know what i'm saying like it feels i don't know like it's kind of like looks like torturous but like the opposite of golf where golf looks boring running looks like just torture yeah but there's like an addiction to it like the fact that yeah, that's how i injured myself each all my injuries were due to overwork 
because I just wanted to run. And I, every time there's an opportunity to push myself and do one more mile, I wanted to take it. And it's like an addiction. The one thing that I feel like sucks about running that golf doesn't have is that running because of the nature of the sport you can only really do it for like so little and most people get injured Mo- running often kills you before you get to kill it you know what i'm saying like mm. people like david goggins david goggins is very like blessed because he's an ultra marathon runner and he like has everything that every competitive runner has felt like david goggins like that drive to wake up every morning do it and like push yourself all of us felt that what he doesn't say is that he's got the genes of a god because most of us got injured i mean all my friends like ethan or timo or like Caden, who ran for d1 schools ethan is a friend of the show yeah ethan's been on the show and um they've all been injured they've all like had crazy injuries that have like sidelined them for like months and it's just part of the sport like because your body it's really hard to like run like eight miles 10 miles 13 20 miles a day and like not that like let that not have some kind of a physical toll on like your knee i have like guys in like my babel study group who were cross-country runners and now they're like knees have to be replaced oh my god because you wore down your knee so so quickly in your early years wow and that is one thing that i feel like is a good thing that golf doesn't have because running is like everything that you're saying about golf I feel like is actually why I love running, but it's like the issue is running like will take like you'll be kind of like sidelined from the sport pretty early. That's just unless you're you have good genes like David Goggins, like most people who can who have the fortune, I guess the luck even of like being able to run consistently for years, they just have really good genetics. Like I remember when I was running in COVID, like my knees were already like starting to give out because I've just run for so many years and I want to go back to it, but I have to go back to it as an activity because competitive running is a whole different beast. Activity running. Yeah. It has none of those, like the, you know, I think maybe the the nature of it a little bit is, but you'll never really understand the mental part because you'll just like take a break if you're tired or something. Yeah, exactly. But competitive running, it is like that. It's like every single time you run, you put on the, the shoes, it's different. And then, yeah, like you said, like being, going out there, like having a goal accomplishing it it's only up to you it's like the best feeling in the world like crossing that line faster than you've ever done before but it like the one thing that sucks about running that golf doesn't have is the longevity you can yeah. play golf till you're old like old that old, is dude. another reason to play golf is that that's one of the the reasons i wanted to play too is that i saw like all these old people playing golf and i was like and all these young people playing golf so i was like that's really special that you can literally like play a game your entire life that's the sucky part about some sport like football you can't play football for like very long you can't play football at all when you're an adult you can't play football at all if you you, all those talents you put in is like they weren't wasted but you're never going to use them again you know what i mean and you're going to use like different aspects obviously it teaches you one of my mentors is um was really into motocross and he did motocross from like age like 11 all the way till like 60 but he had a major back injury that took him out of it. Wow. And the thing is like motocross, it sucks because he's motocross is his love. That's like his, like, that's his like favorite thing to do. And he's like, I didn't want, he's like, I, in hindsight, I should have like, you know, hung it up a lot earlier, which is why he got injured because he he went off a ramp and his, he already broke his wrist so many times doing motocross. And his, so his left wrist was, it says it takes a lot of power to hold on. It slipped out and he just like fell on his back and the muscles just like ripped his whole like lats just like ripped Ouch. out of his, and Jeez. he like it was like a year over a year of physical therapy Jeez. and um like he was telling me he's like yeah like in hindsight i probably should have like hung it up a lot earlier but he's like it's hard you know when that's like your main sport and i think golf gives you kind of like the best um kind of like the best situation where like it's pretty much the best like all age sport because yeah like so many people do it after retirement because it's like i played golf with a guy at birch um that literally like just a few weeks prior had just got a knee surgery and he came out and he only ended up playing like four or five holes but like 
even the ability to do that after a surgery is like, you know, you could literally, there's actually a whole entire rigs that you can get of people who um, are in wheelchairs where there's a wheel, special wheelchair for golf that will literally lift you up into a standing position so you could swing your arms and play golf. Like, you can literally, like, robo-cop, like, play golf if you need to. Like, that, you could do, if you want to play golf, no matter what your condition, like, as long as you got arms or even a arm, there's some people who play golf with one arm. As, as long as you have a freaking arm, bro, you're good. That's all you need. Requirements, arm. That's, that's literally uh, <laughs> golf requirements. Uh, that's another requirement for something else. But um. <laughs> Yeah. So I have a question for you, though, regarding the running. So for when you run present day, which I know is not very often as it used to be, um, do you treat it as an activity or do you treat it as a oh, sport? Oh, yeah, activity. Yeah. So it's You no can only do the sport. Man, you can only do the sport for so long, dude. Like that's it's kind of sucks about running. Yeah, it takes so much out of you. You don't do think you're sport. ever gonna try to beat your time? Like you're always gonna just kind of be content with your time. Um, no, and that's the problem is that like your your like your physical athletic prime is only so limited. Like there's no shot. I'm like maybe if I trained for like you know like if I made it my full time thing from now until like two years from now I could beat it, but like even that it's like in by my late 20s i might be past like my physical prime to beat beat the times i set in high school like you won't even have an opportunity mm-hmm. yeah because your body isn't even physically capable you've just aged past it already yeah I, running I, running's interesting yeah. man i feel like it really is i want to obviously i'm biased but i really feel like it is like one of the hardest sports in high school like in like in you can take oh my god yeah like, absolutely it's like absolutely it doesn't get enough credit for how difficult it is and it's it's not i'm not just saying that to make me look good but it's just like you don't understand you guys run you do 13 it. miles a day when you yeah. guys would say you guys would just be like oh yeah we ran down to cal state fuller 10 and then we ran down to here and then we, i'm like holy fuck like yeah you're going like a dis like 13 miles it doesn't like sound like that much like or it does sound like that much but I guess sometimes it doesn't sound like that much, but then when you would name the places you would go and I'm just like, what the fuck? Or like, we, or I remember like sometimes we'd be like getting food somewhere or we'd, we'd go to like Red Castle, which we need to go back there. Um, Absolutely. But we went to Red Castle and I remember like having the thought and being like, wait, Nathan, like you could run home. And I, it felt like it was so far away. Like Red Castle felt like it was so fucking far away. I was like, I was like, this is like kind of a tedious drive. But then I, I just remembered, I was like, we were like sitting there and I was like, wait, Nathan, like right now, if we needed to, could just run. And ma- it's like, that's crazy. You know, it's like. I think the crazy part yeah. is like that it's like not even just running 13, but it's like you're doing that and like, but you're also pushing it at a like, you know, six, seven minute mile pace. And like, you know, it's not just clearing that distance, but doing it like pushing like your mental is like, yeah, even doing it is like challenging. Your, your, and your then mind you're, is yeah. like in a different place because you're like you're in pain the whole time, and your mind is just like we're gonna stay here for two hours, whether you like it or not. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I feel like it's so yeah, like the like I said, the weather and the terrain and all the blah blah blah. It's very very difficult, and I feel like it's um, it's like it it's not meant for everyone. But it, but the people who really do take it seriously, like they kind of get that similar golfer high that you're talking about. Like you really get addicted. It's so strange because it's like strange. you hate it, but you love it. Like I remember yeah. on like my off, like sometimes if I miss cross country practice that morning because I had work or I had to go to Boeing or something, I'd run to like the Brea Mall and like back. That's you know, crazy. Like just yeah. to like get my work in because I was insane. like, I like needed to run that day. I was like, oh, I have to do this because it's like you take even just three days off and you're not even at the level you were Bro, that's how i feel about golf so i took a week golf. off and i literally like so i took a week off and i got the net on wednesday the the range is still closed because it's flooded and so i can't go to the range and so i got the net i set it up in my backyard and since i set it up on wednesday i literally swing on wednesday and it had just been like a week and a half since i last swung the golf club bro it feels like i'm starting from scratch like you it's know like, what i mean it's that's like, like running that's exactly like running it's, it's like it's the you same take, thing you just take a few it just takes half a week and then you're already like you feel a dip exactly you have to golf like two three times a week you have to do double it to get back to where you were so it's like you take a week off you need two weeks to get back to where you were if you took a month off you need two months to get back and i kind of feel like that with the gym a little bit but running is like the most where i was like i need to get my long run in today or else it's going to impact you could just see directly impact like your season directly impact 
your next race or your next run like when you're at peak performance though like it's so cool but you know it sucks because i always got injured when i'd get to that place but yeah, you know golf you don't have that you and yeah you have a golf simulator and i feel like there's a lot more opportunities living in socal like to keep that same energy up and see your talent and your work compound over years which is so cool because in running you can't do that unless like i said you have good genetics you know yeah. but in, you would see a compound over yeah. decades and then yeah. you could play you could play it with your kids and then you, you know what i mean and then you could play it with your grandkids if you wanted and to is your dad a golfer he he, he is right growing up, he, he he said that he was more into it when he was younger but he we went like maybe like i can remember like five or six times as a kid that we went golfing and i, and I remember it was always really fun but we never really took it too seriously and my dad was always really bad to be honest he's very he's very because he doesn't ever like try that hard maybe he, he was better when he was younger but he's very inconsistent you know what i mean but he loves it nonetheless you know what i mean and he could hit it really hard so that's it's really uh really that's fun playing with him so would you say of everyone you know julian is like the most into it besides yourself I would say that Steve was more into it until he started working on Amazon and he kind of doesn't have time for anything anymore. And so I haven't seen him in a while. Um, yeah. And so Steve was my guy when I, he started when I started and we kind of started together. And so we were golfing all the time and he was just as addicted for me to, as me for like eight months until he started working at Amazon. And then he kind of went MIA. Um, Julian, it's been like, you know, two or three months or, or maybe, maybe four months. So we'll see, you know what I mean? So, but he has to keep it up, but he's a member at Birch now. So that's a step. That's so, crazy. And so hey, would you say it's an expensive sport though? Well, I mean, you tell me, so I'm, it, it's relatively the way we golf here. We're spoiled because it's dead cheap here in Southern and it, right where we're at actually Birch Hills is literally the cheapest you can go. So the membership costs a hundred dollars a year. So that's not, it's not bad. bad. Yeah. Not bad. $100 a year. And then you get half off range balls. And so if you want to go to the range and hit a bucket of balls, a large bucket's five bucks, a medium bucket's four bucks, and a small bucket's like $350. I get a medium bucket. So every time I go to the range, it costs me four bucks. And so it's bad. I mean, so it would be yeah. like, I guess it would be like, you know, $8 a week for the range. You know what I mean? And then if I went twice, but now I have the simulator, so I don't need to pay that anymore. I just do the range at my house. Um, and then around a round of golf, like, so the one we played today was like 30 bucks because it was prime time morning weekend. Uh, during the week, like, we're going to go after class next Thursday. That one is only 20 bucks. And so, yeah. I, I, and so it's probably like, that's like the cheapest it gets, though. The normal courses, if you want to play a full 18 on the weekend, it starts the cheapest at like 70 bucks for a round on the weekends for like Fullerton Golf Course. And if you want to play a nice course, it starts at like 120 to 130 on the weekends. And so it can, that can really pile up. Luckily, we have a cheap ass course that's right down the street. So that, that makes it really easy. Um, Is the equipment expensive, would you say? So the equipment can be extremely expensive. If you were just to walk into a golf shop and you kind of didn't know what you were looking at, the golf clubs would be like, you know, the cheapest set you could piece together new for a brand new golf set would be, you could get a box set. And if you want to get a decent one, $500 minimum for the whole set, box set, $500. Um, maybe you could find one for 300 or 400 if you get like a cheaper one, you know what I mean? But if you want a decent one, 500 bucks, what I did and I recommend highly is screw that. Don't spend a lot on golf equipment, get used equipment and not even nice used. What I did is I literally just had a bag for my dad, you know, that I had. Um, and then I just went every single day. I went to Savers and I literally would go in there, go to the golf section and buy a shit ton of clubs. I have like 50 clubs at my house because I kind of got addicted to this. Um, but they're $2 a club. And so I pieced together a whole set for like 20 bucks, 30 bucks. And that's how I started. And then I went to Roger Dunn and got a nice used set, uh, which was 120 bucks. And then a nice driver, which was like 150 bucks. So kind of like when you're starting out, like just kind of do use. And then as you get more and more into it, as you know, that this is going to be legit, yeah. then you can get what I'm going to do is once I start working full time and everything, and let's say I start in a few years, I'm probably like two, three years when my club starts to wear down even more, I'm probably going to spend 
upwards of a thousand dollars and get a whole custom made set with custom yeah. everything. I mean, it makes sense because you've already established that there's going to be something. Well, we'll see. It, that'll be in a few years if I'm still doing it at the level I'm doing it at, which I don't see any reason why I wouldn't. So yeah, how's yeah. how's gardening too? By the way, that right now it's winter, so there's not much to do. So it's an interesting thing about gardening and plants and everything is that during winter it's very hands off and it's very especially with it raining. I haven't really touched the plants in like maybe two months, you know, or like I kind of check on them every once in a while, but there's not much you could do. There's not much you, you, you can start planting things, but I'm fuck, I'm not going to start planting things. So really, really uh, gardening and plants are really seasonal. You know what I mean? And it's very like just, just maintenance. And so, um, yeah, I mean, last year, the big thing was obviously the marijuana plants and that went pretty bad, but oh, decently, you know, I mean, I had some fun with it. Um, don't really have any plans of starting that up again. That was kind of my project last year re regarding that. Um, I don't know if I'm going to have any projects this year. Normally it's just if something interests me. I just kind of, I'm very, I'm very streaky when yeah. it comes to plants where I have like these like bursts of like intense motivation and I kind of just ride that wave. And then afterwards I'm pretty good at maintaining what I've already established. And so right now just maintaining. Yeah, just maintaining. And uh the plants just trying to keep them to survive them over winter. And if they die over winter, some of them die over winter. It's just like just part of it. Just part of it. They get overwatered just just from like all the rain, you know. So like some of the plants will get overwatered over winter. The succulents on the front porch, I don't even need to water. They don't even get watered the entire winter. Succulents. They only get watered the rest of the year and it's once a week or once every like week and a half. So those ones are no maintenance. Um, and then the plants in my room, I just have an app. And so that one, I just have an app and I kind of just like robotically do it on the app. It just tells me when to do it and I just do it. So yeah. Dang. Um, yeah. So the plants are very low key. It's a very low key hobby. Very, very low key. And so it's like, it's a very small part of my life, especially during winter. Golf is the main thing right now because well, and, and school, you know, I'm getting kind of slammed by school now. So, and I'm, you know, I work every day, go to school every day. So it's like, you know, now I'm not really, get, I only have like, you know, maybe like a few hours a day to do anything. And so I normally spend that on golf or some of the other projects. I have so much to do because I'm also obviously trying to, you know, figure out what's happening after May with my employment. And so, you know, I'm going to be, I'm going through the process with that. I actually had a meeting with Mike and Christine and we talked about that, which I could tell you about maybe after the podcast, um, which I mean, we could say it on the, but I mean, we don't have to talk about that right now, um, <laughs> um, which it went well. And uh, so, but, so that's probably, but also the, I have some stuff I have to do before May. Um, and so I'm just, just a lot going on, but yeah. Good to hear though. Uh, this one I feel like was a good Tim update. In this episode, it was the, the second lot, half was a Tim. Of, I started yeah. out with crossword and then it was crossword slash Tim update. Wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And the good thing about golf is that I'm literally like inside all day where I'm at, I'm at work and I'm inside and then I go to school and I'm inside and I just need to get outside. You know what I mean? And yeah. golf is that way to get outside. That's good though. I so, think it's good for your mental health. Get fresh been, air, been out there. be with my plants. I was never with my plants before I had the simulator in my backyard and then I'm like out there with the plants. But yeah. It's, uh, I'm definitely in grind mode. That's how it feels right now. We're like, right now it's like, I'm like really, really productive. We're like the summer, like now I'm out of the summer completely. Um, and it feels like my week is like very, very productive and I'm just like in grind mode. So that's how, it, that's how I feel. Good to hear, man. But also grind mode right now is great because I get a golf. So I'm looking back on this, Tim is going to be like, fuck you. You were in golf mode. Cause that's like, cause right now it feels like I'm in grind mode because I fill in all the empty space, which I actually have a lot of right now with golf. So just future Tim, I know that you're probably like, I wish I could golf like I used to. Um, yeah. But fuck you. I can golf a lot right now. All right. But yeah. All right. Any final words? Yeah, no. You should golf, though. You should golf. I want to get you to golf. Okay. Okay.